It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This hour is brought to you by Jeremy Temple Law Office of Bloomington. Personal injury, criminal, business, whatever you need, Jeremy Temple Law Office will get you taken care of. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be Welcome aboard Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary coming to you, of course, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Steels, powered by rivals. Go to thehoosier.com to sign up for complete coverage of the Hoosiers. Todd Leary with us as always, Jim Coyle and Jimmy Jake at the wheel, keeping us on the track today. Lots to get to today, Todd. Uh, Jerry and Todd Yeagley are going to join us as uh, Indiana's taken over BTN and, of course, in the uh, wait for the Worth the wait, the Big Ten documentary on Jerry Eagley and IU soccer comes out today. Lots to talk about. UofL receives NCAA notice of allegations. Uh, the Miami great Don Shula has passed away. Man, Todd Leary, uh, there's just so much. But the UofL thing, it's something that, that <laughs> I've talked about for a long time, and then it kind of disappeared. I kept telling people, like when I used to have discussions with a uh, with Louisville fans, I'd say, dude, trust me, it's coming. They just kind of thought that it was forgotten about, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's coming. You committed major violations while you were on probation for major violations. It's coming. And they got the notice yesterday, and it was pretty severe. Yeah, I mean, I I think when, when we talked back, you know, a couple of months ago about I maybe, or especially when the scheme came out, that maybe Louisville jumped the gun by firing Patino because you didn't see Kansas do it, you didn't see LSU do it, you didn't see Arizona do it. Um, you know, maybe maybe at that point they jumped the gun. But I think in their defense, I think their point now is, hey, look, we cleaned house on all the people that were in charge during that time period. So maybe now we're kind of seeing a little bit more of the reasons why um, – you know, why they got rid of Patino when it looks like it, it certainly looks like from the outside looking in um, that, you know, it they wouldn't have had to do that. I mean, you look at you just look at Will Wade and what he got away with at LSU and you it kind of looks like they jumped the gun and firing Patino. But now you know this may be their only defense. Yeah, I don't think the, the thing is, though, Will Wade's day is coming. <laughs> his his letter's coming. It's on the way. Eventually, I think I agree with you. I think they jumped the gun. But in hindsight, they probably did the right thing because it, it, in the NCAA's eyes, it's going to show them, hey, we, we took it seriously. They didn't just fire the head coach. 
two assistant coaches, the athletics director, and the president of the school. They're all gone. I mean, you talk about a wipeout. Man, they truly have wiped it out. But then you're going to have the people on the other side of the Indiana fans who whose program was wrecked over text messages that was so stupid it was changed the very next year. We're talking about major allegations here. You know, yeah, the but, thing and all that. But, but, but that's the thing. Like, the original – the thing they were on probation for was the stripper deal, right? Was the mm-hmm. prostitutes and all that right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Now, though, that is – like that's hard to defend yourself against. Like I, that's, I don't know. I don't know how they didn't get a major worse penalty for that well, they, side of it. But when you look at the other side, they end up taking a year of self-imposed probate uh, yeah, out that, of the tournament. That's I, a I serious deal. Yeah, you're right. It is. I mean, when you're a big program like that, that's going to make the tournament. It's it is a big deal. I agree. But when you look at, um, you know, when you look at the allegations that are coming out right now. I mean, this is what you just said a second ago is kind of funny because the things that they are being accused of now, probably a year from now are not going to be illegal or a lot of them anyway, when it comes to dealing with money and kids and all that stuff. So at that point, you know, I, I, it doesn't make it, even though the allegations are, are serious violations right now, does it make it not as bad because they, because they're going to be legal a year from now. The, the the one thing that gets me is, and we're talking. Brian Bowen is the kid who plays for the Pacers right now, um, but he's the kid. His dad was basically shopping him around to every any and everybody, taking money from all takers, which happens, which happens a lot. And it's, sometimes it's not just a kid's dad. Sometimes it's the AAU coach, right, whatever right. it may be. But it happens a lot. The thing that gets me is they're they're one of the allegations is against Louisville for paying Brian Bowen. Well, it was Adidas that paid Brian Bowen, and they have not shown one lick of evidence through any of the FBI stuff that I've seen that Louisville Rick Pitino knew that Adidas paid Rick uh, Brian Bowen. So I, that one, I'm like, all right, how are you going to prove that? So that one's going to be difficult. Um, yeah, but but I mean, here, here's just what I'll say about that. In the long run, I, I mean, if you look at it in your your you're looking at reality and not just the facts and what you have to have to prove something or whatever. If you're looking at the reality of the situation, Adidas doesn't give a crap whether Brian Bowen goes to Louisville or where he goes. I mean, they don't care. Obviously someone's directing someone from Louisville is directing Adidas at which players they really, really want and need and would be better for their program. And so there's no one at Adidas that really cares what school that kid goes to. It's it's someone from the university that's directing, and you know what kind of contract. Well, well, they they care in the standpoint of Adidas wants. They have a a bunch of Adidas schools. I understand, but but they don't. There's not a bunch of Louisville's and Kansas's and those schools because those schools have the unbelievable contracts with Adidas. So Adidas wants those guys to be relevant. They want the Kansas's to be on the front page all the time. They want the Louisville's to be up there because that's who they're paying the most money to. So they want that. They need that. Uh, in that regard, other than that, you're right. They they don't care. They don't care like people care in that regard. It's a whole different thing for them. It's yeah. just about promoting the Adidas line. That's but all let's they say, care about. But let's say let's say Brian Bowen, Bowen was rated number the number five player in the country that come, as a recruit coming out that year. Adidas doesn't go to the top ten guys and give them all twenty five grand or a hundred grand or whatever the number is. They don't go to all of them and give them all money. Louisville or whomever would have directed them that we really want this kid. And that's 
they would have facilitated who they want right. money going to. In this particular situation, I don't think that that's how it worked. Brian Bowen was a very late thing that they never they didn't even recruit this kid. And yeah, just, I thought he was going to Michigan State or something it, for a well, long time. Arizona, was it? <laughs> ironically, but that's because now we know Arizona was probably the highest bidder at the time. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I, like, I love that. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, – but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. How because of all the stuff that's going on right now, the COVID, how COVID has, has affected college basketball. If people don't think that's going to affect this, I, I think they're wrong. Uh, I think that everything is going to play into this. Uh, you've got Kansas wait in the background yet that's got to be dealt with. You've got LSU. You've got Arizona. They've got some big fish that are yet to be fried. Louisville was just the first one. Uh, the NCAA has just taken what they got from the FBI because they're toothless in basically every other way to, to fight anything. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for from those schools, you know, argument's sake, and I'm not arguing for them, believe me. But, but I mean, I think all of this stuff that's taking place, it, it certainly is going to delay their penalties or delay issues that they have. And, and be dealt with with that. But it also may lessen the penalty that they end up getting also because there's no, let's let's not kid ourselves. We all know that the the amount of money and the dollar value of college basketball is based on TV contracts and all that kind of stuff. And the NCAA is going to need every big blue blood and every but it, it's not right. I'm not saying the, the process is right. I'm just saying it's reality. And and they're going to need everybody they can get playing at the highest level to to boost TV ratings as big as they can get. Good morning, guys in V-Town from the beautiful lands of the Crawford County Wolfpack down there in southern Indiana. You know that's Alan from uh, Bird's Eye telling us hello. Appreciate that. Has he, is- he got his own Wolfpack? <laughs> yeah, his own Crawford County Wolfpack. Nice. Wolfpack of one. Uh, yeah. Tim hit up the text line. Does Louisville's allegations help IU with recruitment of Aminu Muhammad since he was leaning towards Louisville and IU? Uh, it's not just Aminu Muhammad. You also can throw in there uh, Trey, Trey, um, Trey Kaufman. Thank you, Jake. Trey Kaufman down in southern Indiana, both uh, targets of Louisville and Indiana. Uh, well, we, I, we saw that work to Indiana's benefit with Romeo and, and whether that was – I mean, I know he was down to Vanderbilt, but he eliminated Louisville early on because of all of their issues. Exactly. Well, the truth to be told, if that didn't happen, he would have gone to Louisville. Most likely. Uh, it was pretty definitive. He, he was there uh, until Rick Pitino got fired. But now – so now I think you're going to have a, a, another coming of this, like you just said – because there's no way, no way. I mean, you all right. You were a kid that was recruited. I, I don't see any way. I know it's a different time, and, and things are with the NCAA are a little different. People get away with more, but I don't see any way possible that a, a recruit can look at what they're potentially looking at and take that risk. Because this is, I, it's just a very. It would be very risky to me. But you, you've been in that situation. You know more than, than well. You, any any kid, especially a kid that's you know a super high recruit it should shouldn't even come close to looking at them as a possibility because you're one and done or one of the two years you may play in college basketball uh, may one or both of them be, you know, under penalty of not being able to play in the postseason. And I don't care who you are, you know, you, you want to play in the postseason. Like that's, that's the major goal to everything. So, um, you know, I, there's no way it couldn't affect recruiting, but, 
but also look at it from the flip side in that, you know, you're going to have coaches and I'm not saying anything against these coaches because these coaches that are there were not a part of the issues that took place, but their coaches now are going to be saying, Hey, look, you know what? We got rid of the problem. We've already taken these huge drastic steps and we're not, we're not, we don't think we're going to get any more penalty. We're being told we're not going to get any more penalties. That's what's going to be relayed to the, to the recruits. There's no question about that. And then if they do, they're, they're going to act like they were blindsided by it. Yeah. It's just, uh, I just, I don't see how it doesn't affect them. It, it amazed me the job. I'll be honest with you. It amazed me the job Chris Mack was doing. 100%. Because I was like, how in the crap is he doing this, knowing that this is hanging over their head? I just kept thinking that the whole time. And I'm thinking these kids are, I, I don't know what they're being told, but like with LSU and let, let's say Trenton Watford, when he went down, I was thinking that that exact, I'm like, what in the crap is, are they thinking, man? Well, I guess they knew he was going to be a one and done and nothing was going to happen in that season. And that's probably what Will, Will, what Will Wade said. Hey, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen this year. So come right. on down. Uh, which, you, I mean, all of that makes sense. I mean, you know, you know, they don't generally come out. The NCAA doesn't generally come out and say, hey, your sanctions are, you know, from, from this day forward, you're ineligible. I mean, the, the sanctions will be set out. You know, They've already said that this year. is going to take right. a year for Louisville. Right. Right. a year. So, so anyone looking from a recruitment standpoint at that, I mean, these guys are going to say, "Hey, look, we don't think we're going to get any penalty whatsoever." But even if we did, it wouldn't be in the time frame you're going to be at the university. Yeah, that, that, I don't think it's they just, can get away just, with that Louisville now. That's it's uh, just going to be so much different because I'm not sure. I mean, so so when they vote in, you can make money off your name, image, likeness. Okay, so Adidas allowed to pay these guys. Is, then is it okay? Then is it? Is, no, are we going to technically look at it like it's not that bad of a thing? Well, it's when you're paying them to go to a school. That's the problem. That and that's that's what the issue has. And it's a problem that's been around forever. I mean, this yeah, is not something that was just invented. Let's uh-uh. not BS each other here. I mean, the, the, when when a kid's coming to a school, I know I know that it's written up right now that you're not supposed to use this as part of recruitment. It's going to be used as recruitment. It, right. there, there's no way for it not to be right. But then at that time though, you can do it for everybody. Now that's not the case. Now it's select players that they're secretly offering to get to funnel into. And it wasn't just to going to the schools. There was the other stuff that went along with that. Them setting it up with guys to be their financial manager and this, that, and the other thing. That's where the FBI got involved because it wasn't just about directing people to schools. There was so much more going on here uh, with these kids that they were trying to get them hooked up with. So there, there was a whole, cornucopia of issues that they were dealing with. But the biggest one that we're talking about and care about is getting players to schools. But yeah, that's going to be that way, but in a much broader sense then. So it won't be so singular. And I think that's the issue now. Plus, yeah. and you're going to have the NBA rules changed, which is also going to help change that immensely. Yeah. It's just going to be, you know, it's going to be very similar in a, it's the, the, the actual penalty is different than the Kelvin Sampson situation. But the, if you look at the overall result, it's going to be the same. Something that they did was illegal. It was kind of a dumb rule. So a year later, they changed it. And right now, something that these schools are doing is illegal. Everyone thinks it's a dumb rule, and these players should be able to get paid some compensation. And now it's going to be changed. So then you're going to be look back on it and say, be able to say the same argument, although it's a much bigger violation than what Kelvin Sampson's group yeah. was issued, was in. Well, it's certainly worth the wait, and you don't have to wait any longer. Jerry and Todd Yeagley are going to join us next as uh, the 
the godfather of uh, yeah. college soccer. I mean, I don't know what you say there, man. I, mean, I don't dude, either. The guy luckily, and, uh, luckily, you've got to introduce him because I don't even know what you say when you introduce uh, these guys. Looking forward to it. We got that coming up here on Indiana Sports Speed. Make sure you stay tuned. Back to the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios right after this. And working hard to get to heaven where I come from. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. You're on the line with Jamal Meeks, former Indiana Hoosier, number 23, 1992. And I'm on the beat with Jim Cole. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Don't go astray. 
Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by our rivals here on this Tuesday, as Cinco de Mayo, no less. But uh, talk about a celebration, could not be happier. I mean, this is like having the Mount Rushmore of Indiana athletics on today as we welcome Jerry and Todd Yeagley, uh, soccer coaches for Indiana University. Guys, thank you so much. How are you? Not with us yet. Jake's not in his chair, so <laughs> still uh, waiting to make that connection. Got to get both of them on at the same time. But Jerry and Todd Yegley joining us now. Today is IU Day on the BTN, by the way, Todd. It is nothing but IU stuff all day. The 1981 men's basketball later this afternoon. Uh, you have soccer. There's there's uh, football tonight. Penn State. Uh, just all ki- the 81 championship. All kinds of uh, stuff on the BTN today. It is IU Day as they head up to Worth the Wait, the documentary about Coach Yegley and about starting the IU soccer program. Eight national championships that we'll be talking about as uh, Jake is making those, getting those two connected now. But uh, you, you know, you were in the midst of a student here, Todd, and when this thing was in, it was still, it's always in its heyday. It's still in its heyday. But and it's just unbelievable what started out as a club and, and eight national championships. Oh, it's, I mean, you, you talk about building something from nothing. I mean, this is unbelievable. And, and I don't, I, I, when I knew Coach Yegley and, and I knew of him because of Coach Knight and how much he talked about Coach Yegley at the time. And heck, that was, that was back in the early 90s. So, you know, th- this, this process has continued on for, you know, almost 50 years now that the Yegleys have been involved in, um, and been in charge of, of soccer at Indiana University, and it is the winningest program. Like, I mean, Coach uh, Big Coach is is the all time winningest coach in soccer in this in the country. I mean, it's just their their resume is beyond needing to introduce. It's it's incredible. Yeah, uh, I know where Jake is uh, getting those guys on here together, but I, they're not in the same place, so the social distancing. They're is... e- they're even following the rules and social distancing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, of course they are. Plus, we've got Jimmy Jake on today as uh, Jimmy's going to transition into the producer role later on. But uh, we're waiting to get the the Yeagley's on with us here. But uh, And you know what's funny thing is I remember uh, we talked about this before growing up. Not, soccer was not a great thing to me. But, man, oh, man, I really have fallen in love with the sport. When you, if you really take it for its purity, it's unbelievable. But Yeah, uh, and, and, and you're like me. I mean, you, you get involved more in it because your kids participate in it and, and – I know your daughter obviously is is big in it. Todd's with us now. Uh, Coach Jerry, I think he's not going to be able to join us. It looks like, but I've got Coach Todd Yegley with us. Coach, how are you, sir? Hello, can you hear me? You betcha, brother. How are yes, you doing sir. today? Yes, how are you guys? Oh, just wonderful, Coach. How are you, man? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's a great day to sit in and watch a great documentary for certain uh, on BTN. Uh, but there's so much more. I used to take it over BTN by the day, by the way, as you know. But uh, man, what a celebration this is, Coach, of not just your your father, but your father and his legacy, but the legacy of IU soccer, something you've continued as well. But just a great celebration of, of Indiana and and all things that are are fun. <laughs> That's right. No, it's this this uh, this documentary film is does a great job of, of kind of capsulating our, our, uh, our program, but you know, in the, in the, in the heart of it, it's, 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 it's capturing the story of, you know, how you overcome and how you become a varsity program, um, in our case. And then the, uh, 
the 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 the, the, the rise to the top, uh, you know, going to the eighty two championship is is really the storyboard. But then how Blue Line and and uh, Tucker and his team just did a phenomenal job of of, of bringing in you know other storylines of the program, um, you know, bringing to light some some uh, some coaches, some players, and the, the character building. It's it's a really good piece, even if you're not, you know, an IU soccer fan necessarily. You're just a fan of sports, or you, you love documentaries in general. Um, you, you'll really enjoy this. I mean, it's kind of a la uh, one of the thirty for thirty uh, type deals. I mean, there, there's there's storylines to it. There's this historical. Uh, it, it, there's just so much. There's drama. There's just all kinds of stuff that that goes into it that makes it uh, worth watching. And it is more than worth watching. But uh, even it's one of those things. Even though you know the ending and outcome, it doesn't matter. You can't wait to still see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's no different than what a great series we're now with Jordan. And I mean, we all know the game that they won and. It's the stories behind it. It's it's the uh, it's the connecting to the to the people. Um, it, it's learning things again that you didn't you didn't know, um, and 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 all those stories come to life with with the great interviews, with the game footage. Um, it's it's a great mix that keeps you engaged. Um, you know, you still you're you're. You're, you're watching the film and it's, it's leading to the championship game in the final moments. And it's, it, you, you're so kind of wrapped up with it. You, you obviously kind of forget like what, what's, of course, you know what happens, but uh, it's, it's a bit suspenseful in, in the way they lead up to it. And then, um, you know, again, the way they wrap the program and we're able to bring um, it to kind of current day. I mean, they've been filming this, you know, it was probably three years in the making and you know, have they have clips from our from our seventeen college cup in Philly and 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 kind of showing present day and some home footage. Um, it's some some practice photo or a video. It, it, it's it's really cool on how they they go they go forward and backwards a lot, um, just like a lot of good documentaries in, in time. And this all started back in 73. A lot of Hoosier fans know a lot of this, but some don't. I mean, it started as a club. It was not even a, a, a collegiate sport at IU. It started as a club, but your dad takes a club, and in nine years, nine years is winning a national championship. Already been fighting for national championships, but wins one in nine years. I can't tell people enough. We're talking Division One premier sport. And to go from nine years from a club to, to a national championship, I, that's something that I don't know that's ever been accomplished other than maybe the dawn of sports, but uh, it, it's incredible. Yeah, the, uh, the, the story on, on how, how the program became varsity is, is a, good, a good chunk of the early part of the film. Um, and that I think a lot of people will learn a lot about, you know, what were the challenges, what, what were the political uh, – hurdles to, to get a sport to become varsity in that time, what, what the student body had, the impact, um, and the leadership, Jeff Richardson, who was the student body president, um, how important he was with the help of, of some of our current players at that time, uh, Gary Friesen and, and many others. Um, and then locally, Nick Matabuli not mentioned in the movie, but, um, he was very instrumental in, in and again, kind of strumming up the uh, the interest and, and getting people excited. But the the, the campaign to become varsity is a really cool plot um, within this film. 
And I think a lot of people just, you know, they start seeing the records in 73, but they do a great job of, of accelerating 63 to 73, the year my father came here, um, and how it turned varsity in 73 and then boom, you know, kind of where we went from there. So it, 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 it encapsulates a lot of decades. Todd, you know, as being a former IU athlete, you heard his name all the time. But by the time you were here, this thing was rolling and rocking and rolling. But I look at Coach Jagley and I think of Coach Knight. I mean, success-wise, very similar, but even maybe way more so in, in, in a lot of regards. Todd, oh, I'm sorry. Todd, you, I, I'm sorry. I, I, Larry, I mean, I'm sorry. I you can't <laughs> just bad. say Todd. I know I forgot. Here. I'm used to calling him Coach, so I used to say Coach, but I forgot. <laughs> Hey, Coach Yegley, this is this is Todd Leary here, and, and I I just wanted oh, okay. like I was I was so excited to to hear that you guys were going to be on today because um, I wanted to to people to understand what Coach Knight thought of not just the soccer program but your dad in general, and and I specifically remember um, I used to travel around with the varsity club, and and Dave Martin was very uh, who was president of the varsity club. He was very nice and, and allowed me to play in some. Uh, golf events around the state in the summertime and things like that. And, and traveling with that group was always uh, Bill Mallory or your dad, uh, Coach Yegley. And, and so I got to spend a little bit of time with him. And I'll never forget, like, Coach Knight to me was, you know, anything he said we would have done. Like, we would literally, you hear running through the brick wall, we would have done anything he said. And I'll never forget when, when one time he said to me, he said, hey, as much time as you can possibly spend around Coach Yegley, try to absorb as much as you can from him. He said he is one of the all-time great, not soccer coaches, but coaches that have ever been involved in sport. And I, I thought to myself, the person saying this to me is someone that <laughs> I consider in that category, and he's telling me to take in everything I can from your, from your father. And I was, I'll never forget it. And it's, it put you guys uh, – it put your dad in a, on a pedestal that I don't know <laughs> – I don't know how he could have ever gotten knocked off of it, but he has done nothing but back it up. And, and I know you, you and I played – you know, we were, we were student-athletes at the same time here, and um, I, I know what everybody thought of the soccer program back then. And, and I just I, – uh, we were talking about it yesterday uh, uh, on the air. Is I don't know of a father-son coaching duo in college sports that could even come close to ever rivaling what you guys – are doing like, I don't, I don't, this is, these are records that will never be touched. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and the comments about my father, you know, I, I think are, um, uh, those, you know, he and coach Knight, and, and you think about the years, um, I mean, with, with, with coach Knight, my father, um, with, with councilman, um, I mean, we're, we're talking three of, of like the icons in their sport. Yeah. Um, across a lot of generations and you know it, you, you don't necessarily know when you're in it and you have to look back and go i mean these are three of the biggest icons that will always be talked about with their sport and in the way they're able to change it in many ways and and, and, and bring more uh, popularity or um, impact generations i mean people um, understand basketball largely because of what coach knight was able to put on the floor and 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 the and and so many of those character traits are what you see in Indiana basketball around the state, and I think my father has had a similar impact. Um, and there was a great amount of mutual respect. I mean, people ask me often uh, about my father and Coach Knight, and it was it was a, it was a very respectful. You know, their hobbies were different, but they did away from the field. 
might have been different. Um, but the, the the respect for each other and also the discipline that they had, they they did it in a little bit different ways. But the commonality of <laughs> <laughs> talking cheek. I mean, well, the competitive juices were were equally there. I mean, it's just my, my father, you know, had a different way, um, and that's why we always say you can't you can't always emulate. You got to be your own coach and your own person when you're when you're when you're leading a group. And anyhow, my father, though, the respect he had for the way that he organized his his teams, and and we would talk about. I'm I'm, I'm a big basketball fan myself, and the discipline and 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 the way that it was all about the team and um, the extra details that go into to winning games. I mean those those same those same uh, important core values are what allows any sport to have success, any team in any sport, as we know. So um, it's, it was fun to kind of watch it in real time. And, and I took away a lot because um, again, I, I made a lot of basketball games from a young kid. And so, yeah, that, that whole time was unique with coach Knight and, and, and counseling and my father. And, um, it, and obviously what a special night it was with coach Knight coming back. Um, I was there and um, it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, and we talk about uh, all these things that the, your dad has started, obviously, but that's continued. And we've seen so many programs have greatness. And then, you know, look at UCLA, what a great dynasty they'd had at one time, but that is that. This thing continue. You, you've managed to continue that, which that in and of itself is, is a different battle. For 50 years. For, to do that, but it, it's incomparable. Todd, Todd Leary, they just had, I, I think they have the number one recruiting class in the country right now. That true. That true, Todd Yegley. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it. Uh, yes, by the publication has it. I mean, as you say, it, it doesn't mean much. It's, it's nice to put out a couple nice little blurbs, but we all know it until they get here and get this thing together. But yeah, we. I mean, the fortunate thing is we've been able to, to attract you know a lot of talent, but we haven't lost sight of like how it was built, and I think a lot of that is going to be displayed today and the values and what kind of players we look for in kids are, are really um, a modern version of what, how this was built. And, and it, it, it wasn't on talent. Um, this, this program won on um, the ability to fight through and be tougher and whether it was, it was fitter um, or have a mental edge over your opponent. That's what accelerated IU soccer. And then as we got better, my father kept saying, well, then we could really get some horses in the stable. And you're not going to win without them ultimately long-term. We know that. Uh, we're, we're only as good as, as, the, as, the, as the talent that we're able to bring, but it's the right talent. And, you know, we talk a lot about the right types of kids and not taking a shortcut and not being uh, enamored by talent, um, by, what that, by rather what that talent is able to produce on the, on the field or court. So the, the consistency we're really proud of. I mean, I think if, you know, you look at the, the amount of winning and, and today it's winning's harder than ever um, in all of our sports, but the consistency of being relevant over so many decades, one, I think was a, a testament of my father and how he was able to evolve, which I think every coach at some point, you know, whether it's bringing a new staff member or just them understanding, I got to, I got to change a little bit and how I get a, get across to these these kids, but not lose you know your your core values. Same thing with playing style. I mean, you gotta you also have to evolve and grow. And my father did that, 
Um, you know, that's something that we work hard at here. So yeah, we're, we're really proud. It's a good group coming in. Um, and you know, we're, we're, it's a, it's a big responsibility to, to keep IU soccer moving forward. And, you know, that, that's what drives me every day. Um, and, and I don't feel that as a burden or a, a or pressure. I find that as a great challenge. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. The, str- the, the pressure of maintaining a level of excellence that is uh, uh, beyond everybody else year after year after year for, like Todd said, nearly a half a century. That, that's nuts. But to, to maintain, we are all watching the, the last dance with Michael Jordan and we see that competitive drive that you have to have to, to maintain championship level. That hasn't left Indiana soccer for 50 years. How do you maintain year after year that level of excellence? Well, you're, you're invested, and not to say that others aren't as much, but that when, when there's something that you're that passionate about and you, that you love it that much, I mean, I grew up with it. I mean, the love I have for IU Athletics, and in particular our program, you know, drives me. The, the why is very clear. I, I've seen, you know, what it is to impact, you know, an 18, 20-year-old and see what it does on the flip side. I got to kind of live it, you know. I remember being a young kid and, you know, uh, uh, one of the players that might've played in the sixties or seventies would, you know, pull me aside at a, a gathering and say, he's like, you, you have no idea what your dad and program in, in the coaches, the whole thing, but in particular, my dad and, and, and the way they'd reference it, say, try to change the trajectory of my life. And I would not be able to be doing what I do today. And when you hear that at 10, 11, 12, I mean, it, it, it kind of hits you like, you know, we're, we're looking at a lot of winning and, and the competitive pieces that are going into the program. But when you're able to see the big picture at a young age, it, it gave me a lot of perspective. So, you know, we, we, we don't lose sight of that. We have a lot of, we have a lot of enjoyment, what we do. Um, and I stay really present. That's the only way I, I cannot, um, you know, I, I know of our success. I know obviously what my father's done, but you know, I guess I've lived with pressure a lot when you're a coach's son of a successful coach. You know, every step of the way in my own kind of career, I've had to deal with that. So I've been able to put that in perspective and and use that as, as, a, as a motivator. Um, a little bit, I can do this, and I'm like, I'm going to do this, and use the blueprint that, that you know, is, is here before. It's, you know, surround yourself with great people, um, recruit the right talent, um, bring the family environment into this program and invest in these, in these, these kids and their lives and make them part of yours. And you got a great chance of winning. Um, a lot of things go in between all those, those areas, but that's really what it is. It's, it's not, it's not a complicated way. You just got to make sure that you put everything around these, these players to have, to have the most success. And we, we certainly, that's, that drives us every day. So being very present for me is really how I stay, um, I don't get caught up in, 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 you know, what we need to do this year to keep the program, you know, kind of where it is. And another thing is you've gone through as a coach, the change of players being three, four year players to being one and done. And that includes soccer. We've seen it happen in the IU soccer program the last several years because there's, there's players are so good. They don't stick around long. That's an, a new challenge in and of itself of having refill that cupboard so fast with, with elite talent. It is. It, it's a new challenge, um, you know, but again, I, I'd rather have that challenge. And again, many of my peers are like, you know, some of them are like, oh, Todd, you know, another one you lose to the pros, you know, must be tough. And then some are like, yeah, I wish I had that problem. Um, so, 
you know, we, we, we're fortunate we get to attract those types of players. I think what we have to be really cognizant, and I think you know, all of the, you look across different sports, um, the ones that have been able to do it strategically, where you, again, it's, it's the, the timing of when you expect one to be, you know, gone sooner or later to, to offset that. So you have some consistency and um, over the years, you know, we, we work hard with our recruiting with that, but, you know, you still get surprised in a good way. I mean, you know, Jack Mayer, we, we didn't think would be a two-year player. He just developed really fast and the interest came quicker than expected. And, and so, you know, in our clock, we had him as more of a three, four year, but I'm, I'm so happy he got the opportunity and he's, he'll, he'll thrive in the professional setting. But we, we do think, we, we think through the recruiting and, 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 and what we do not want to become um, a program that has that in and out because your best stewards of the program are your upperclassmen. They're the ones that understand what needs to be done. And if you lose that, um, then it's coming from the coaches too much and, and you're not going to win as, as consistently. It has to come from the players. Before we let you go, obviously COVID-19 has changed uh, so much for all of us. Uh, I have a daughter that plays high school soccer, going to be a senior. I mean, I'm so hopeful that she's going to get to have their season. I know you've got to be the same. For There's so much going on with uh, preparing for a season. How are, are you hopeful that things are going to pick up and, and kind of be semi-normal? Well, the whole spring and summer, obviously, is, you know, all of the, all of the and this goes for all of the kids in, in sports right now that are, you know, whether it's high school or club or, or college, I mean, everyone, they're so driven to, in their sport. It's, this is like taking a lot away from a lot of people in, in their in their daily routine. And yeah, I'm optimistic that, you know, that the, the people that make decisions are, are thinking through all the parameters. Um, you know, I'm, that's not for me to judge. I'm a soccer coach. I'm not a medical, medical expert. Um, but I do know that the, they need they need structure. They need their team. They need their environment um, to thrive. And I hope we can get that back sooner or later because it's a big part of what makes these kids go. Um, and so I'm optimistic we can we can get start on time. Obviously, a lot of things have to happen with the schools. I, I do feel that um, our friends up north, you know, push push the envelope a little bit. Um, Purdue, that being, and uh, is kind of put a stake in the ground that. Uh, things are going to be starting. Uh, it, and, and I think we, you need schools to do that, to, you know, to, to get everyone kind of moving in that direction. So we're, uh, we're optimistic that we'll be on pace this fall and we want to open that that new stadium renovation, uh, you know, in, in the way that we envisioned it, you know, opening day in, uh, in, in late August. Yes. I'll be looking for my new recliner in the press room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's going to be a lot more room. We're moving all the all the crazy yahoos out of that press area, so you actually can have a nice working press area. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move them all all to the other side. So uh, uh, we're pretty excited about that that renovation. It's 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 uh, it's going to be opening here in July. It's coming along really well, so we're, we're pretty excited. Looking forward to that, and of course, looking forward to Worth the Wait at 5 o'clock today on BTN. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, Coach Todd Yegley, I can't thank you enough for always for joining us, always generous with us with your time. We greatly appreciate you, and uh, look forward to getting back out and watching some soccer, man. Yeah, no, it was great. Thanks for having me. It was good 
Todd, I'm good connecting with you. I, I do remember um, you guys had some some fun teams to watch and, and support during our days together. Um, so it's been fun to, to see all your success. And those are some, some good times. I'm sure it's fun reminiscing when you guys get all together, I bet. Well, I, I remind everybody, uh, you know, how good I was all the time. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the president of my own fan club. Well, I, so, I yeah, keep no. a couple pictures of me in the younger years around the house. It just reminds me if I'm having a tough day. Man, I, used to be, I used to be pretty fit and pretty decent, um, according to that picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I hear you. So, no, it's, it's been fun to reconnect. So, uh, again, thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate all the coverage. And obviously, a big day for IU Athletics. BTN's doing their their marathon today and um you know these are just great stories to to get out there for for people that that love their sport in particular iu they'll they'll i think they'll really enjoy today at five o'clock yeah we can't wait to see it coach todd yagley joining us from indiana soccer program please tell coach jerry we said hello and uh looking forward to that have a, a great uh rest of your day and uh enjoy the documentary thanks guys appreciate it take care see you bud Coach Todd Yegley from Indiana University Soccer Program joining us as uh, we head towards the uh, Worth of the Weight documentary on BTN today at 5 o'clock. We got a lot more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat with Coyne O'Leary. We're back at it right after this. everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. 
You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coy O'Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Hey, this is Jordan Halls, former Indiana Hoosier. Keep up with Indiana Sports on Indiana Sports Beat. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by rivals here on this Cinco de Mayo. Makes me feel like some Mexican food for breakfast. What's <laughs> <laughs> up wrong with you? Uh, well, that's proven fact a long Mexican time ago. Mexican food and breakfast have never come out of my oh, mouth. Oh, man, what you talking about? Oh, I, oh my gosh. I'm I'm on it as soon as Hill I get Billy. done, I promise you. Hillbillies. <laughs> Hillbillies. <laughs> oh, there's probably some truth to that, no doubt. Uh, something I noticed on the last dance the other night, and I meant to mention, when you were back playing and, and sticking in the hotels all day long like Jordan was, did you have enough pull that you could sit there and smoke cigars in a no, hotel room? No. First of all, I was in college, so that would not have been – it would have been frowned upon. Yeah, but, I was uh, kidding. I just meant the fact that who the heck has so much pull just sitting there pulling on a big old Cuban in his hotel room all day long. Yeah. You, you know what was funny about that was, okay – I, I guess they're just regular people, but I would have expected Jordan to have a suite. I mean, he was in a regular old room, just like just like you and I would have had. That's a little surprising. Yeah, who knows? But I bet you it was fun. And he's kind of complaining about, you know, the lifestyle back then. Yeah, you can't complain now, dude. You're like the richest man in the world. I know, but I'm, man, I'm telling you. I know it's wrong. Right. Oh, I, I know. Can, it's it's cannot it's possibly imagine what that would be like. I mean, you, oh, I you, can't either. They they did a good job of kind of explaining it. I mean, literally showing his day. He yeah, was yeah crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, showing that and think about that. That's one day. Nonstop. That literally, is one day. There's Non-stop. nowhere in the world the guy can go. Yep. And and not be you know somebody come up and, and here's you know here's the terrible part of this. Some people are going to run across Michael Jordan in person one time in their whole life, and that one time. They want to get uh, it's a once in a lifetime their, opportunity. Some, something signed for their child or picture, selfie, anything. Yeah, anything. Something. And so you know, you you don't blame people for it. Yes, he's made gazillions of dollars off of it. But man, just imagine it. It's it is you. You can see where it takes its toll on him and and anyone for that matter. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know how some people couldn't handle it. I mean, it's obviously, and you understand, or you, some people don't understand how people snap or whatever. Dude, when you got people taking your picture in your face all the time, I don't know how they don't snap more often. I'll be honest with you. But I mean, here, here's the thing. You can do that. You can handle those situations perfectly 99% of the time. 
And that one out of a hundred times that you're in a bad mood or something bad's happened or anything is going on and you say something or blow somebody off. That's the one that's going on Twitter. (laughs) That's the one that everybody's going to hear about. And it's just like, that's, I I don't know how those guys, I don't know how those guys in general did it, but especially Michael Jordan. I'm going to let Kronik recount the numbers uh, in regards to the Yeagleys and IU soccer. I didn't bring that up earlier. I knew he would, but 43 NCAA tournament appearances. 43. And the reason that number is so big is because it's only out of so many years that the program's been in existence. Well, I I remember seeing a stat. This is a while. This has been a while ago, but it was a, it was a comparison of coach Knight, And it was, it was kind of comparing the soccer program and coach Yegley because their, their tenures at IU almost married each other. I mean, they were just like a year or two off of each other. Um, But, but coach Knight always had the, you know, we've heard the stat about, you know, every player that played up until, you know, a certain year either won a national championship or a Big Ten title. And that was, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's over a 20 plus year period. That's a pretty impressive thing to be able to say. And Coach Yeagley has, for his 30 year tenure at IU, never had a player that didn't make a Final Four. And that is, I mean, when you hear about that, I mean, Coach Knight's record is crazy, and you're like, gosh, that's incredible. And then you hear Yegley's, and you're like, what? That's virtually impossible. Indiana, all right, 43 tournament appearances. Here's what the number that just blows you away 43 times they've been in the tournament, 20 college cups. That's Final Four. 20, almost 50%. Final Four. That's not possible. It's not possible. And I mean, you know, that I think the I don't know if it's the most recent one, so I shouldn't say this, but I can remember one not very long ago when they won as a 16 as the the highest seed in the tournament. They won the national championship and you don't do that without a great foundation and then just unbelievable leadership and, and coaching at that point. Like it's it's a big deal. I mean, you, we can't overstate enough. We take it for granted how good they really are because they're good every year. No doubt about that. You know, we talked earlier about Louisville and their problems and, and how I think that's going to affect recruiting. Um, yeah, I think Archie's going to be the benefit of Louisville once again. You, you, you're right. I forgot about the fact about Romeo, and and that was a direct result of that, and it's and I think it could possibly happen again. But this time, it, they're like for Trey uh, Kaufman, you, you got – Purdue in the mix. You got Virginia in the mix. Maybe there's, uh, I don't think that Louisville was a target for him. I think only because of proximity, because this kid is really about school, man. He's he's smart. It's nice to X that one out though. That's the closest, that's as close as it gets. I mean, Louisville's closer than Bloomington. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to X that one off the list, hopefully. Yep. And, and you never know. I mean, I, I, I'm, we're Xing it off his list. I mean, he's not Xing it off his list. Right on. <laughs> I, I think it helps Indiana, but, uh, that doesn't eliminate Purdue or doesn't eliminate uh, Virginia or anybody right. else he might be looking at. I, you right. know, I don't know what's in his what his thought process. But, again, because we do know this kid, his academics are very important. He's a, the valedictorian of his dang school. I mean, how often does that happen? It's, that's not That doesn't come along every day. What's that mean? What's that mean? Basically <laughs> the smartest, smartest kid in your class. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I, I hear you. I'm like, what? what who? I, I don't know what that is either. I don't, who was that? Yeah. Yeah, but I, it's just a mind-boggling no point because what's because of when you're playing basketball at that level, your time is pulled. So much of you is pulled, and to excel in the classroom at that level, it usually takes 
that extra time that yeah, you don't have here. But you know what? You know how you get a guy like Calbert Chaney and you get a guy like – They're just smart. Th- th- those those guys are – you know, it looks, just looks easy to them. And you know what? School's that way to some people. Not me for sure. But some people, they just get it. And they're just smart in general. I, I, I have zero point of reference when it comes to that. The uh, first national championship that Jerry Yigley wanted out of you, do you know what I mean? They played Duke. Do you know what went to eight overtimes? No way. A national championship game? Eight overtimes. Wow. They had lost to San Francisco, I think, already a couple times for a national title when they won the first one. I think it was an 82. Eight overtimes. We talk about how difficult it is. I mean, we refer back to basketball, but you could think about any program in general. We think about how difficult it is to turn one around or, you know, come in and jumpstart one after it's, you know, had a few down years. Think about having – Nothing. Like, I think I read something on there about how <laughs> Coach Yegley's first couple of years was that uh, he was unpaid. Yeah, like, he was a club. He, he, yeah, he was an unpaid coach at the university. I'm like, it's crazy to, to go to one, think about how good of a negotiator he has to be to be able to talk his wife into letting him go take an unpaid job for a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. We got plenty more coming up. Chronic is next. Chronic Hoosier is going to join us here on Indiana Sports Speed. Make sure you go check out Bubba's 33, man. The stuff's about to unleash. Get out to your dentist. See Dr. Dr. J down there at Reynolds Family Dentistry, Eagle Point Pub, uh, Ryan Shaddy if you need to buy a house. Stuff's about to unleash, man. Uh, let's get back out and get things going. But we got a lot more Indiana Sports Speed with Coyle Leary coming up right after this. everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. 
This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coy O'Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Hey, it's Michael Lewis, former Indiana University player and current UCLA assistant basketball coach, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat. Coming to you from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios here on this Tuesday. And you know what that means. If it's Tuesday, it's Chronic Hoosier Day. Chronic, how are you doing, brother? Always happy to be back, man. How are you guys today? Happy now that it's a Chronic Tuesday. Uh, maybe combinate the, the Taco Tuesday, maybe. Todd does not favor a Mexican breakfast. We were just having that discussion. Uh, he's took off for a second. But, uh, yeah, I love me some Mexican breakfast. But uh, Cinco de Mayo, Taco Tuesday, Chronic Hoosier, Chronic Tuesday. We got it all going today, man. What are the odds that uh, Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday and gets wiped out by a virus named after the most popular Mexican beer? <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. I didn't think about that. that is, that's the funniest thing of all. Man, uh, just had Todd Yagley on uh, Chronic, of course, today. IU Day, man, on the BTN. They just take over all kinds of great stuff on there to watch. But, of course, leading up to that great uh, documentary worth the wait, we were uh, just reliving a lot of the – the things that built that up, but uh, you've been here that whole time, brother. That, what a program, and uh, looking forward to watching that documentary. I tell you what, I got a chance to uh, to go see the premiere at uh, at Assembly Hall. I think it was last August. Uh, they rolled it out and played it on the big screens there, and it's, you know, there a lot of times programs hype up a lot of stuff, and, you know, they just try to draw as much eyes as possible. I don't know that I've seen anything, you know, maybe short of the Michael uh, the Michael Jordan documentary that's out right now that lives up to the hype quite like this production does. This was something that uh, that Adidas put on in coordination with IU local uh, local group here, Blue Line uh, Cinema, uh, made it. It's it's just absolutely amazing. I don't have the words to describe how cool it is, uh, and, and probably the coolest thing of all is we were waiting to go in and and watch the thing start up seeing all the former players that had come back, you know, programs always talk about, you know, we're, we're more than a program. We're a family here. I, I don't know that you can find another program in the nation that, that more closely or accurately embodies that uh, because that's basically how they started. I mean, they had zero funding. Uh, there was no support. The, the club team had been here for decades uh, before coach came over and took it over. And um, you know, with the help of his wife, Marilyn, 
and a bunch of kids that just believed in his vision and and his his tactics and his goals and and just his his overall philosophies in life uh, went on to become, you know, obviously the most successful college soccer program the NCAA has ever known. It's 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 absolutely amazing until you get a chance to meet Coach uh, and understand just just what an unbelievably awesome human being he is and the way in which he instills and motivates others around him to be their best. It's a, uh, it's a special thing. It's a special documentary. I can't wait to watch it again tonight. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I have not seen it. I've seen the trailer, but I did not, uh, was not in town that uh, ran there, but uh, that I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, and so actually there's a lot of things on the BTN today. I'm looking forward to watching some of those games. Uh, uh, did you, Hey, Hey Jim, did you see, like I, I saw the big 10 network put out a thing like it's IU day. Yeah, and the, and everything on there is IU. Did you see that tomorrow is is the Purdue hour? Purdue, Purdue a full hour tomorrow of, of all the things they've accomplished in, in time. They get a full hour tomorrow. Oh, well, you know that their, basketball all history, legacy, all their history of success. Well, they have it's to go just a thirty second gift of the moon landing on repeat for sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, i couldn't moved. resist it couldn't <laughs> that's resist a, it. that's actually great uh yeah just a, a little blip but uh what's well, it's hard to do when you got to go back 50 years to, to your last final four <laughs> it's just it's cool i mean this thing is i don't know if they're just lucky that they timed it this way or what it is but my gosh i mean what what a good thing for we i see people every day post something of hey i just watched the 87 national championship game or i watched this game or that game and Think about the, you know, right now having this thing premiere at five o'clock today. I mean, I, I watched the trailer for it. I mean, it just, it, if you're, if you're any part of an Indiana fan, it's as big a documentary as the Michael Jordan thing. It's just not 10 hours long. Yeah. And probably could have easily could have, but, but uh, that's not the case. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in chronic too. Uh, we talked about early UofL Louisville got their notice, notice of allegations. Uh, we knew it was coming, but I, I think that that's going to possibly help Indiana with some recruiting. We are talking that Archie's been the benefit of Louisville's uh, malfeasance before. And I think that may work out again. You know, there was a lot of talk uh, during Romeo's commitment or to the recruitment, I should say that, that, that uh, possibly played a factor in it. I, I think at the end of the day, anytime you have a, uh, a regional powerhouse uh, who's hobbled in any way, shape or form, whether it be through coaching changes, uh, you know, NCAA violations, anything that, that hampers them certainly helps you. And that's, you know, I'd say that's the case here. Uh, we'll see how, how long lived it is. Louisville seems to be, you know, maybe not quite North Carolina level Teflon. Uh, but the fact that they continue to even operate, to be totally honest with you, um, in, in any, you know, functioning capacity is just a testament to the NCAA's ineptitude. I mean, the, the violations they've had there, we know that there's, there's a lot of uh, a shadiness all around college athletics. They seem to be the superlative, though, as far as the, uh, the grosser end of the way things go. So this will be interesting because Louisville has a, a pattern of uh, you know, fighting these things tooth and nail. Uh, what's, what's wild right now, though, is not only you know, are a lot of the allegations backed up with FBI tapes, uh, you also find Louisville, who is deeply, deeply men, uh, diminished as far as their resources. Louisville's cutting, um, cutting salaries, cutting programs across the board as they prepare to reckon with this enrollment bubble that's bursting on colleges all over the country right now. Uh, so I'd be real curious to see exactly how much money they throw at the lawyers here to fight this thing. When, like I said, it's it's already been proven in federal courts 
that there is some shadiness that Louisville was the, uh, the beneficiary of it. We'll see exactly how this plays out, but I think it's going to be a fascinating study and, um, and just institutional values. <laughs> you know, when you can barely afford to keep the lights open right now and keep the payroll checks flowing, uh, how much money are you going to throw at this thing to fight when everybody knows full well what happened? They've already cleaned house as a result of it, you know, perhaps trying to spare themselves the NCAA sword. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see exactly how the, uh, the association uh, treats them. Hey, hey, how about uh, we didn't talk about this, Jim. How about Adidas passing on Michael Jordan? As, as, oh as my a, god i forgot about i, I mean, the minute all, that happened of yes. all the stupid things adidas has done it in all these alleged violations and all the things they've got going that's not even remotely close to the stupidest thing they've ever done you're and, right and passing on michael jordan i mean my god i mean david falk i think i rem- i haven't heard his name in so long i mean i think he just basically rode off into the sunset after jordan because why wouldn't you but I mean, it, what a genius that guy was in seeing that stuff ahead of time, and and I mean, luckily, I mean, we got to we got to thank Jordan's mom for That's right <laughs> for yeah. all of that for him ending up going to Nike. But man, what a ridiculous uh, as Adidas! I'd have just I'd crawl under a rock right now <laughs> after seeing that thing come out. I'll tell you the flip side of that coin too, man. Is uh, it reminded me just how far Converse has fallen. Uh, since the mid eighties. I mean, that right. was, that was the shoe back then, you know, they had the cons where you could swap out uh, your colors, which, you know, if you, if you were unfortunate enough, like myself to be in a school like Seymour and your colors are purple and white, like who's making those <laughs> shoes, you know, anything you saw purple, it had gold in it because of the Lakers. Uh, but just the abilities that you could, you know, you could customize your kicks and everybody back then was rocking the cons. Uh, you know, not only was it a huge miss for Adidas uh, and a pickup for Nike, but what a power shift, uh, as far as Converse basically falling off, you know, the podium, if you will. Because Converse was kind of the, – they were the first ones that, that just – I mean, they took the whole NBA over. Like, I mean, when they had Magic and Jordan and all that, I mean, that was that was the only shoe you ever even really thought about. And, and I forgot all about it, but, man, when they brought up the fact of Nike was a running shoe or, yeah. or a, track, a track shoe, I remember – like, I specifically remember thinking to myself – when Nike was coming out, like that's a track shoe. Like, what are the, what are they talking about? Like, who's going to wear that? And I mean, that does that kind of conversation doesn't even make any sense in today's world because I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, Adidas kind of put themselves back into the mix now, and and Under Armour very little bit because of Steph Curry and that stuff. But I mean, it's Nike or nothing pretty much when it comes to basketball. You know, I think we're burying the lead here because uh, I was today years old when I found out that. Not only is Seymour home of the largest gym in the world, but John Mellencamp, Terry Morn, and Chronic Hoosier. I did not know that. Uh, that was my temporary childhood home. I was born in Bloomington, uh, raised my young life in Indianapolis. My family relocated to Seymour in the 80s. Uh, so I got to spend quite a bit of time there in Barney Scott. I actually uh, I grew up in the gym watching Terry Morn's team. I had a, a gal that used to babysit for my brothers. I was old enough. I didn't need it at that point, but not quite old enough to be trusted with my uh, with my kin. Um, she played alongside <laughs> Coach Morn. There was also a, uh, another Indiana Hall of Famer, Julie Von Dilligan, and that was kind of their one-two combo that was just unstoppable. So watching a, a little old Seymour make it to the state championship 
uh, you know, under her leadership was just, it was amazing. And to see a girls team back then, you got to keep in mind, like women's sports, uh, has perpetually been in a struggle to attract eyes and get, get butts in the stands. And to see a gym that big fill up for a girls team to go on that run. Uh, the only comparable I have is back when Damon made his run and all those games ran through Seymour. Uh, it was just absolutely amazing to watch. Ton of respect for those girls. They held volleyball team back then too. Oh, I just love it, the fact that reminded Todd Larry refers to us as a hillbillies because you're a Southern Indiana person too. So, well, you know, you know, you know I, I knew it was important because our producer Jake looks at Seymour as the big city. So I know now I understand why he looks forward to having you on every Tuesday. Chronic, he, I'll tell you what, man, that was the on, toughest transition of my excited. childhood going from Indianapolis to Seymour. Be like, Oh, look at this city slicker. And then later down the road, my family bought a, uh, bought a farmhouse out in the country. And then I ended up going to Brownstown for a couple of years. And everybody at Brownstown's looking at, look at this Seymour boy, big city slicker. I'm like, man, how far down this hole do we slide before we're just in, you know, living on dirt floors and in the outhouse? Uh, but we, yeah, I'll, I'll say this much, man. Salt of the earth folks down there absolutely love 812. My dad's got a running theory, and, and I dare anybody to refute it. 98% of everybody from 812 generally descends from some Kentuckians that just ran out of gas migrating towards Michigan. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Yeah, I think he's proved. Hey, another thing, uh, with COVID-19, you know, we've all been uh, kind of sequestered and all that. It's starting to loosen up a little bit, which we, we got to be smart, of course. But I know that one of the things you're looking forward to, and all of us are, or wherever you are, but here in Bloomington, getting out to the local establishments and patronizing them when it becomes available. No, absolutely, man. Uh, still trying to do our part to keep everybody going. You know, the thing that really stuck out to me, the, uh, the clearest here in the last week with little five having passed, uh, this town for, you know, all the shops and all the restaurants and the bars that make it great. Um, what I'm really missing right now, to be totally honest, is the people, uh, the, the people that give this town its energy, that give this town its buzz, uh, that make it everything it is. It's just, it was so cool to see driving home Saturday night, all the kids out that are still in town uh, who decided to finish out the semester in their um, their local residence. You know, everybody was out on their porch enjoying those, those 78 degree spring days that, you know, when you think back to your time on Bloomington's weekends like this past one that, that tend to uh, tend to come to the forefront in your memories. And just to see some kids still here, made me realize how much I miss them. You know, locals like to bitch about all the traffic and the congestion and the indifference uh, of the student population. But you can't tell me this town would be anything close to what it is without them. And uh, I think as we look at the totality of it, uh, this town's never going to heal until we can get the kids back. So uh, you know, hopefully everybody stays well through this. Hopefully they stay smart and we don't backslide too far on it. Uh, but I'm just looking forward to the day that, that we can get everybody back on campus and get everybody back under the same roof, uh, whether it be just hanging out, having a meal, or, uh, or watching a game together. I'm sure I won't have any problem transitioning back into it, but I can tell you, as a person who generally ate out at a restaurant Every at, night. Least, at least five nights a week, uh, I, I can tell you I have transitioned pretty nicely into picking it up and eating from home. Uh, it, and it, it's, I'm sure, I'm sure over a year's period of time, I'll go out just as much, but for the foreseeable future, especially before things get cleared up specifically, I won't have any problem continuing to pick stuff up and bring it home. 
No, I mean it's it's been uh, the carryout game has been amazing. I, it's I work all, it's pretty at normal hours right now, and that's oftentimes that's the only way I get to eat. Yeah, well, that's always uh, important to do that. But, yeah, I've become a better cook, I think, uh, during this time. But I'm looking so forward to getting back out and just sitting down at uh, whether it's Yogi's or wherever it is and just sitting next to somebody, like you said, Crank, and having a conversation, a beer, a meal, and uh, just feeling like a normal person again. You know, I uh, I have long dreamed of writing a book. You know, I, uh, Mitch Album had a Tuesday with Maury's. And I have long wanted to write one about my Friday afternoons at Nick's for decades. That's been my lunch spot every Friday, get the seafood chowder, half of barbecue strom. And, uh, as great as the meals have always been, what, what's been just as consistent are the conversations, the relationships that pop up along the way, just the stories you, you, you generate from it. And, uh, I miss that quite a bit. I miss that quite a bit. And I'm looking forward to getting back and hopefully writing the next chapter soon. Absolutely. Well, Chronic Brother, I, I'm glad to uh, have you on here. Things are going great, and uh looks like we're going to be getting out here soon, so I'm looking forward to that as well. But I uh, hope everything's going well with the family, and uh, we appreciate you. Hey, always a pleasure to be here. You guys be safe. We'll catch you next week. See you, buddy. Chronic Hoosier joining us here on Indiana Sports. And on this Cinco de Mayo, I'm going to have some Mexican breakfast, whether Todd likes it or not. Looking forward to that. But another great show, man. Uh, fun time with uh, Coach Yagley. Uh We'll have to get Jerry on here sometime, maybe a little later on when they get out of this coronavirus. I was thinking about it. I mean, Coach Yegley's he's probably got to be close to 80 years old, doesn't he? I would think. He yeah. don't mess with us. I mean, he's, he's real sim- He's real similar ages to Coach Knight. So I Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you're looking forward to watching the, the BTN uh, documentary today. Looking forward to watching some other stuff on there, too, man. Like I said, some of the 81 championship is going to be on. We've already watched all that. I know. <laughs> I, I Actually, I haven't, uh, so I get to watch that. But I did finish watching uh, The Last Dance last night. So uh, and I think I saw more than I realized. I was just half asleep, and it just had to jog my memory. But uh, looking forward to that, too, man. Well, Noah, not much outside today. It's not, uh, no. not the most uh, beautiful day. So, uh, it should be a clean-the-house kind of day. Well, there's some of that, but uh, we look forward to it. Hope you guys get out and continue to support the uh, the people like Bubba's 33 or uh, the Eagle Point Pub or Ryan Shaddy if you need a house or if you need to get out to the dentist. Dr. J said he's ready to get back to work, so uh, Todd's going to go down there and go to the dentist. We Todd needs gotta, to go down there. We, we got to get him in there. But uh, we appreciate everybody. Thanks a lot to uh, Todd, as always, and uh, – Jake and Jimmy, the Jake and Jimmy show today here and there together. But we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hey, you know what? It's Southern Indiana. You got to make sure you clarify that's two people because in Southern Indiana, a lot of times that can just be one person's name. Tomorrow on the program, uh, it's going to go, it's going to be a brink. John Feinstein on the program tomorrow, author of Season on the Brink. Looking forward to that. For the rest of you guys. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait. This may be a first, uh, a former IU player interviewing John Feinstein. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm this into this. Fun. Holy crap. Well, guys, go out and have a great day. We appreciate you as always. Until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.